This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Jaws the Revenge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the baptismal Baphomet, macrame, badass is gay, smoking hot, fear of nothing, Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? I mean, people are now firing off their fireworks. Got that garbage going on back there? And my dog is losing its mind. Shouldn't like it? It's trying to warn us that something's happening outside. We had to we had to give our dog a little bit of sedation and then put a noise machine near her cage. Uh, which dog? N- uh, Nugget. Nugget. Nina, Nina doesn't care. Um, she knows we, there are a lot of uh, simpletons near me that find that yeah. stuff really amusing. My dog, um, she's sad about what's happening outside, and we gave her medicine yesterday. Didn't work because there were some fireworks yesterday as well. We gave her some weed tonight. Weed gummies. Yeah. Uh, weed suppositories. Right. She's high as a kite. Yeah, you played Quadrafina for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. You know what I'm saying? Tripping balls. <laughs> do they? They have don't they have to have drugs for dogs, right? They do. I mean, they have I'm, CBD for dogs for sure. Yeah, they do, right? Yeah. I was making a joke, but I never understood. Fire. Do they have rolling papers for dogs? Yeah, they do. Yeah. New, rolling newspapers. The great thing this is this is good. This is good. Uh, the first yeah. thing the vet told us was that the needle tracks are covered up by fur, so have have at it. <laughs> Well, Nick, big milestone happened in your life. Big birthday. Got my last birthday out of the way. Yep. Number 5-0. Called the Jack Lord. (laughs) And you feel 100% different, right? I mean... No, I I feel like the same shit I felt like two weeks ago. You you come running screaming back to the microscope. Right. You know, that warm, comforting blanket, that Afghan blanket, you know? The comforter. Yeah, which is exactly that is our what, podcast. Yeah, it's a blanket for sure in 100-degree weather right now. <laughs> what do they call those uh, those blankets? Like a quilt, right? Where they sometimes they'll do like a mosaic or something. They'll quilt squares with different... Mm-hmm. Why doesn't one of our listeners, like one of our fans, can't they be bothered to like create a quilt of every movie we've done? Or at least... A, a, stitch together? Or at least the ceiling from Jeepers Creepers. Mosaic of ceiling bodies? Yeah. I'm not concerned. The fact that they listen is all we can really ask for. To maybe pop in and say something now and then, maybe bump the reviews up a little bit. One simple request, I guess, from me. Make a quilt. Okay. If someone can make a quilt. Have you ever, like, done any kind of crafts like that yourself? Of course. I was. A, didn't we speak about what a pillow maker, what an avid pillow maker I was in high school? No. 
I was a, I made pillows on the reg. This is like a masturbation reference. Or are you talking about you made pillows? No, I made pillows. The home ex, the home ec teacher, yeah, uh, knew that I enjoyed messing around with the sewing machine, so they would let me come in at all hours and make the living shit out of pillows and other things. Never knew this about yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make. Not I was this. trying to make monsters and dinosaurs and, and you know what's funny is the quality suffered. I, I, I was. I'm not exactly what you would call a meticulous person, so I, I cut I cut corners often. But you're ambitious. I made hundreds of pillows and prolific. Yeah, I do a lot of things. You made badly. hundreds. Yeah. And what was your most ambitious pillow? I made a lot of hearts. You know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, for the ladies. For whomever, I'll give a heart pillow to a make... to a man. I don't care. I'm just saying that maybe that was your end. Like you were like you liked a girl, you had a crush, and then you uh, stitched her or sewed her a heart pillow. Well, yeah, and they're like, why is it so weird and amorphous? I said, well, that's Nancy Wilson. <laughs> and that's Ann Wilson over there. Yeah. <laughs> and what monsters did you create? Like you said, you created I made, a monster I just pillow. made weird, misshapen things and then sewed faces and stuff onto them. It was pretty cool. Did, I missed them. Did you, ever have, did you ever have a pillow go sentient on you and star in Superman 4? No, but I did have a pillow get humped. Yeah? Uh, yeah, one of my friends humped the hell out of one of my pillows. What does this mean? Are you serious? Yeah. They humped your craft? I, he, I, I made it in the shape of a person, and he said he went to town on it. God. Yeah. He's now the governor. <laughs> but no, it's, it's all good. I'm glad, I'm glad the holiday's are over. I just, uh, just walking free, man. Did you ever get yourself involved in a whip, whiplash situation on your pillow making where you had like a, like a, a coach, and he was screaming at you because the pillows weren't humpable yet? Not humpable enough. No. Screaming at you. There is one parallel, is that one day I sauntered into a nightclub, and there was mm -hmm. a bunch of people making pillows on the stage, and there was an empty chair, and I went up there and gave it my all, made the fuck out of a pillow, and turns out the pillow I was making was not the pillow that was demanded. And So this is, this is uh, I, I appreciate, uh, we've known each other for a long time, I, I never heard this story. I didn't know you made pillows. And I don't know when you gave it up. Was it high school? Middle? Like when as was soon this? as I didn't have access to free sewing machines, yeah, and free puffy, you know, it was the it was the fabric and the cotton that was really, you know, all that stuff was on ready to supply. And as soon as it was gone, that was the one thing. I was an awful student, but I had run of the high school, so mm -hmm. I was always making movies all over the place. I was always making pillows all over the place. I was always making T-shirts all over the place. They gave me mm -hmm. carte blanche. I guess they were a good force in my life, despite my resistance to learn. I like this story. Like, I like that you made pillows. I, I, I hope you get back to it someday. I really do. It'd be fun to get kind of get back. I used to do a little bit of drawing in high school. And I thought I would fashion myself an artist. And I would copy, like, Matt Wagner comics mm -hmm. and stuff. And do, like, what do they do when you made T-shirt screen printing? Mm -hmm. I'd made a bunch of T-shirt, like, T-shirts myself. Not too many, but I did a couple. I were not good at it, Nick. I'm no. I was no. I just wasn't very good. This one guy at my in my high school was amazing, and he <clears throat> would kind of create some. I think it was maybe. I think it was high school. He kind of created like these kind of semi pornographic images. Oh yeah. Like his art was amazing, but then he'd like kind of get sexual with it. So he'd always they'd always be like trying to celebrate him, but then also censoring him all the time. Right. I wonder if he's still out there doing it. I don't. I can't remember his name. He's older than me. I'd like to see what your art looks like. 
name is Frank Miller. Oh. Um, no, uh, my art? Yeah. I just would like really, I would like copy people so it wasn't anything amazing. But that's how you get started, right? right. You copy who you like. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you have a person that was a pillow inspiration to you? Is this all coming from yeah, like no. the cloud of the nebulous of inspiration? It was, it was. You probably want me to jump away from this subject. I no, I, I, I don't. I, it's just the thought of me being inspired by someone to make pillows saddens me. You know, it's also intriguing. To me. One's a crowd when it comes to pillow making. It's an- <laughs> I can't believe that you're predating Etsy by so much. I mean, that's what Etsy craves. Yeah, you know, personalized pillows. I, I and. Etsy's Those pillows aren't comfortable to sleep on, were they? No, like, they were, were they comfortable? No, they were lumpy yeah. and soft and weird. Yeah, they didn't have any show backbone pillows. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what else is going on? So how did you celebrate? Like you had a, we, I saw you a couple times. You you had a packed weekend. Yeah, I was just celebrating with very close friends. You had a good time. Yeah, it was good to see a lot of folks. It's it's it, it wore me the hell out. It's a lot. It's long hours. A lot of prep. A lot of stress to getting things ready and then cleaning up afterwards. So I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I got to see folks. And I'm glad that was my last birthday party for a very long time. And it wasn't really a birthday party. It was just an excuse to see folks. Celebration, man. Yeah, it's a celebration of life, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So we watched Martin Lawrence movies all the time. But no, it's it's fine. Well, congratulations. I'm so happy to be so far from that birthday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is not coming for me for a long time. Yep. Fireworks are so dumb. You hear them over here? Yeah. And my dog? Is it bad? Should we not do no, it? No, it's fine. I don't care. People don't listen to this for the uh, pristine <laughs> fidelity, for sure. It's so funny to revisit older episodes of this in the previous show. And, you know, we're, the quality is suspect at best, and it's fine. You mean the show show? Both, yeah. Driving around in the car, you know, there's there's no right or wrong. Yeah, you and I did record driving around in the car towards the end quite a bit. And in the middle. I'm surprised um, that the technology isn't to a point where... You get maximum value in the car, like where you can record in the car really saxified. Maybe you can. I mean, they do cash cab. They do Jerry Seinfeld. You know, we could figure something out. Driving cars with comedians, what's it called? It's it's over, though. They don't don't do it anymore. That doesn't sound that's right. Is it over? I didn't give it a shot, but I did watch the Gary Shandling one. I watched, I I think, every episode of that. You liked it? I did. I liked it because I liked the guests. You know, Seinfeld is Mm -hmm. something I don't really... And he doesn't do anything for me, but I love I love seeing him him interacting with such a wide variety of hum, you know humor like Norm Macdonald and Bill Burr and Stephen Wright and those kind of folks. Jerry Seinfeld's working on a very he's working on a Pop Tart movie right now. Oh my god! Did you know this? It sounds familiar. IMAX using IMAX cameras. You pop? I mean, I, I look. I'm we're just kind of we're we're getting in. We're feeling this out. But are you a pop tart fan? I, we have some at, at home right now. I may have eaten three pop tarts in my life. Yeah, that's a good choice. I think. You know, th- here's the thing: pop tart doesn't mess around. Like when they say they have a flavor, it tastes like it. Uh huh. You know, so they don't mess around. Like you know, if you like, there's they have a Boston cream pie pop tart right now. It tastes like it. Does that mean you want to eat it? No, no. But it's like they don't mess around. They, they got scientists that are. Class acts there. They know what they're doing. Right. I remember it being so sweet. They're sweet, yeah, of course. And I think a lot of people just eat them raw. But they're toaster strudels, right? Like, they're kind of... You're supposed well, to pop them in the toaster. Well, I guess I, you're not supposed that's to. That's what I was going to ask. Are they still in a competitive battle with toaster strudel, the brand? Are they still out there? Um, I, don't, I think Pop-Tart won out. I, I don't see toaster strudel when I go to the grocery store. All right. Pop-Tart's all everywhere. Okay. Yeah. They lost the Pop-Tart War, just like a beverage featured in today's movie lost the soft drink war. 
Oh my god, you you, you got a glimpse? There's a can of Shasta in this bitch. <laughs> is Shasta still around? I hope. I, That's such a great name. It's such a great name that I know people, no kidding, I know two people who have their who named their dogs Shasta after the drink, and one person who named their daughter after the drink. Really? Yep. There's a Shasta out there? Yep. And then, of course, there's the famous Jake Busey show, right? Shasta McNasty? Is that, is that what yeah, it was called? Wasn't that him? I think you're right. So, mm-hmm. it's killing it. It's killing it just like we are at the movie Microscope, ladies and gentlemen. It's a show where we zoom in. We work around in the dark like a mole rat. Stretch membranes over hard things. Wreak havoc with our butt cheeks. Whip up a good old buttermilk breakfast. We stand defiant against the laws of nature and God. <laughs> we, st- we stand outside while the adults have a conversation. We slip into something comfortable for the evening. We wet our beaks in the dry sands. And we check the cables while fuck. <laughs> Watch a movie through a set of wet-ass, clean-ass eyes, bizarre, misshapen, bat-faced eyes, and see a movie, decide what makes or break, share it with the likes of you, the listeners, if we're talking about Mr. Majestic. We're talking about the scene where Chucky Business gets his first glimpse of himself in the mirror and shits his pants forever. Talk about the little moments. And Jaws the Revenge is a film loaded with him, ladies and gents. You didn't announce what we're doing here, Nick. You did on the socials, but maybe we should say it officially here. What month is it, it's Nick? It's July. Year of our... But? It's July. It's July. And what are we doing, Nick, this month? We're doing all four canon Jaws films. And we're working backwards. We're working from best to worst, right? We're working ass to face. Last to first, best right? to worst, sex to thirst. Uh, feet to hair. Yeah, guest to Shaw. Guest to Shaw. Lance Guest, by the way, out there still doing it. Lance Guest, the, a the la- last Starfighter himself. And can I say this just up front? Mm-hmm. I love him. Why did look, we not get more of him? A, a beautiful man. A good leading man. A good. At, look, he looks fantastic in this movie. He knows it. He's strutting with confidence in this. And a thing about his character in this. Let's hear it. Getting laid. All the time. He cannot, his, this uh, young couple cannot keep their hands off each other as a shark is wreaking havoc in the waters of the Bahamas. Here's the thing, though. We don't see any of it. The shark doesn't wreak that much havoc in this movie. The parents of the banana boat person might beg to differ. I'm just saying that there wasn't much ma- There wasn't much death. I was expecting more of a body count here. There's like a body count of two here, right? I mean, it's hard to have a huge body count when the film is more of a meditation on grief. Yeah, well, let's just talk about Let's discuss the themes. Yeah, so this movie's kind of notorious for being horrible. And for the the tagline, this time it's personal. Right. Uh, implying that the shark, you know, it's called Jaws the Revenge, implying that the shark has a revenge plot against the Brodies. Right. That have caused it pain in the at least the first two Jaws movies. It, it, does, does Chief Brody figure into the third one? He does not, right? He's a figure that's that's you know exists in the margins. We don't see him. Is we, he in it? We know he ex- he still no, but he still exists as a human in that context, I believe. But do they refer to him? I guess we'll find. But out. But you know what's funny? I read I read a couple of reviews of this, and also after mm-hmm. what you just said, not the same shark. I don't know if you guys know, different shark as what as from the previous as films. The... <laughs> different shark. Well, let's say it's a huge zoom. Are you talking about this? Not the same practical shark, or like it's not supposed to not see the, the same character. Not the same character. Fair enough. Because offspring, 
I mean, I, it may be just a shark-wide thing. Maybe just a great white, you know, an, uh, primordial inherited rivalry between the Brodies and Shark and great white sharks. It could be like an I Am Legend situation, right, where the sharks realize that its main predator are the Brodies, and they better take the Brodies out before it can get them. Maybe. You know, that the true, the true monsters of these films, the Brodies. Except in, in I Am Legend, I don't think that their adversary's number one goal is to never see a shark or go near the water. I think it's a one-sided thing because the Brody... Well, in the book, I Am Legend, that's the whole point, right, at the end. you read, I'm sure you read the book when the guy realizes, the main character realizes that the vampires are scared of him and that he's the monster. He, he is a legend. So in, yeah. the, in the context, so what you're saying is Lorraine Gary is the monster. Exactly. Okay. That's really, that's exactly what I was saying. Uh, okay. Yes. And she, her performance lives up to it. Her performance is strange in the second movie, film. I feel bad for her in a row, I believe, where the leading lady is the villain, sort of. <laughs> She's not the villain. I was just making a joke. She is the, certainly the main character because I guess they couldn't get Roy Scheider back. Like he didn't want to come back. I guess that's what happened. And she came out of retirement to save the film. Like she said, I'll come back as a link to the Brody clan here. Uh, he has the you know the the matriarch, and then you know Roy Scheider is like he couldn't be bothered. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Fuck, I'm not coming back to." He hated he hated the idea of coming back to this movie, and he was right. <laughs> Maybe he read the script. Well, you, they, oh, they wanted him to come back, and if he was going to come back, he was going to get killed in the first scene. Right. Is that what yep. I read? Yeah, yep. which would have been terrible. Saw this in the theater. I hope you did as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it in the theater. Mm-mm, I don't think so. Is it '87? Is that right? '87. Uh, yeah. Same year as Roger Rabbit. Wow, big year. Jaws, the revenge. Yes, and of course, as is documented, saw it in the theater, I think we mentioned this on the show, saw it in the theater, Van Peebles dies. On home video, he lives. Yeah, he he actually super dies in this, too. It's just that he <laughs> resurrects. Yeah, yeah, he does super die in this. <laughs> I mean, he dies hard. He gets bitten um, pretty hardcore and then dragged under limp and lifeless. Well, they do show him smacking the snout. Is that what this, the front of the shark's called? He does smack the snout of Which it. Which is what, as it, what you do with it. shark. has its teeth through every organ. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do um, with a shark, though. Hit it, what are you supposed to do? Bop it in the front of its nose. They hate that, and they leave you alone. What if they have you betwixt its teeth, though? I mean, he was he was riding downward with teeth in him. Then they inhale you completely, and you're gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> this shark seems smaller to me than, like, a previous... Yeah, the previous Jaws shark. Is it? Is this? I think it might be the clear water of the Bahamas that maybe, uh, or, or the fact it's smaller. You think it is it known? To, it's smaller. It's still it's still a devastatingly mean shark. Right. It doesn't look like it could swallow you whole. It still looks like yeah. it's a grump. The beginning of this movie is very odd. Well, first of all, the beginning the, the real beginning of the movie is it's night in Amity, mm-hmm. and we get Jaws cam. Jaws is, uh, you know, we get his point of view, her point of view. I don't know if it's a he They or keep she. calling it a he in the movie. It's a he. It's a boy shark. And his name's not Jaws, right? It's Let's just... Right. Anyway, this shark is just, we get this point of view of looking at the city, looking at the, at, you know, from the waters under the docks, like looking for something, mm-hmm. you know, kind of menacing, you know, waiting, plotting. Right. And then it cuts to a kitchen where Lorraine Gray... Gary. Who has, you know, been in... One, two, and this one, right? At least. Goddess. Um, widowed now from Chief Brody. Yeah, heart attack, death. Cooking with her son, one of her sons. She's making dinner. Sean. And he's fucking around in the kitchen. Very awkward, but he does some cute things, this guy, this actor. It's a very, they're trying to make this seem like a real live scene, like a like a slice of life. They um, nailed it. It's very, 
Did not. No. His uh, mommy throws him two, and he's, you know, this is a grown-up lad. He's in his 20s, and he turns out he's also a policeman. But anyway, plain clothes here. She throws him some peppers. Next, she throws him a green pepper and a red pepper. She says, chop these, and he says, sorry, fellas, to the peppers, which, come on. He apologizes to the peppers before dicing them up. Right. Pretty cute. Very cute. Didn't deserve to get his arm ripped off and then swallowed by the shark later, I don't think. She also, the the, uh, Lorraine, the, the mom that, you know, Lorraine Gray Gary. reveals something that we didn't know about Chief Brody. He had a huge weapon on him. He was the all-time, like, tomato thief of all time, she oh, said. Oh, okay. <laughs> so whenever she'd be making a salad, he would be, like, stealing and eating tomatoes, and that bothered Right. And then she said, I'm glad he died. Yeah, she said, tomatoes are the leading cause of heart attacks, as it turns out. Now I can make a salad in peace. Anyway, so what'd you, get, what'd you make of all this, like, kind of... What they're trying to do here is make you like her son's character, you know, her son's character, make him cute and funny. Mm-hmm. And then he has a really strange death. It was fine. I, I wanted it to be instantly over. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, it feels like kind of long, but it doesn't last that long. And then it soon revealed that Jaws for Jaws: The Revenge is a Christmas movie. This takes place at Christmas time, right? Uh, they keep reminding you throughout the film, right? I mean, it does span to New Year's, but. Um, he goes to you know the police station, grabs a gift, and the the dispatcher says, "Look, there's some problem in the water. You have to go take care of it. To go, you have to go get killed." <laughs> and he's like, "All right." And so there, there's a like a there's a I guess like a log jam or some some kind of jam out there. Right. Some it doesn't look like much when he gets it's out there, to but a it buoy, seems to be super, right? a log attached to a buoy or something. And he's got to go clear it before the fishermen leave in the morning, and everybody's occupied. So he goes out there and he. He says, well, let me put on the world's most gigantic yellow raincoat. Right. The I know what you did hide. last summer garb. <laughs> they're going to have, I need this because when my arm gets ripped off by a shark, and they need to hide it under this huge, <laughs> they need to hide the damage under this huge raincoat. Did you get little shades of Georgie? Of course. I'm just making sure. Now that you said yeah. it. And, there, and there, there's a, on the beach there, they're singing The Last Noel. They are. Well, no, they're saying the first Noel. But for him... I mean, is this is, is this guy the last... <laughs> yeah, he he goes into the water and he starts to clear um, a big log from a buoy. And then uh, Jaws jumps out of the water and says, Can I help? And as he's saying that, he accidentally bites his arm off. Right. And what's neat about this scene, I think, and this is what I remembered... It looks so goofy, but he doesn't realize his arm's gone for a little bit. It is cute. Like he just, and then he realizes it and he screams forever. And then he screams no more because somehow he gets then, back in the water. Well, then Jaws bites his other arm off. It seems it looks like he bites both arms. That's off, amazing, which is a problem. Yeah. And then he uh, shouts for help, but he doesn't get helped. Right. Well, he does get help. Like Jaws comes to his rescue. <laughs> he hears the help. Yeah. Anyway, he gets killed, Nick. He does, and it's fine. The uh, and then of course our hero Lance flies into town with his family, bearded as hell. A bearded Lance is a good thing. He's he's rocking the dick out of that beard. He looks amazing. His wife is very pretty, played by an actress. You know, like okay, her we, name is like we've seen her before. Karen Young. Or She's something. been around a while. That one. I don't remember. She has a little. Anyway, so she, she has a little bit of a uh, Brie Larson look to her. 
She looked like Demorne, I thought. Uh, yeah, perfect. Like a mix a of those two, right? With a little yeah. Slim Whitman in there too. Yeah. So let's talk about the cast real quick. Lorraine Gray, Gary, you know I was gonna mess it up. Lance Guest, Lynn Whitfield's in yep, this. Yeah, very early role for Surprise. Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Yep. Mara Van Peebles. Yep. Michael Caine. And Michael Caine and the, gets a and, the, and Michael Caine credit and the, as Hogan. And the sad young girl whose life was taken from her at a very young age. Yeah, she's the the precocious uh, kid here. She's like a, a really young actress. I think she was yeah she was killed by her dad at, at 10 which is really tough to read because i don't know i didn't know that um i was you know trying to zoom in and then you hear you read this horrible information well and the thing and is always... you know uh, he, he it wasn't like he wasn't telegraphing this murder for years because he told yeah. he told him that, that he was going to do it and then he told people he was going to do it and then he did it yeah and then uh then yeah he, he killed the, the the mom too yeah yeah it's and, horrible and himself, so, yeah. and himself. Should have started in reverse order, right? But they uh, they give first. that girl some crazy dialogue in this film, which we'll get into later. But he shows up and he convinces Lorraine Gary to not stay in Amity and, and sulk and sadden, but to come to the Bahamas with them to get away from it, right. to recover, spend Christmas. But yeah, he's in the he's he's in the Bahamas doing some um, experiments in the water. He's like tagging conks, yeah, conks, <laughs> which is which is exactly what he's doing, right? And with Mario Van Peebles. But before that, he arrives on the scene. His brother's just been bitten apart by a shark. And he 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 goes to his mom's. And, you know, there's some nice women in there. And he asks them, he goes, how's she doing? She good? My brother died yesterday. Is she fine? Or It was chewed apart by a fish that killed everyone else that we love. <laughs> how's she doing, guys? Let's. She's out. She's The reason he asks is she sees she's out staring at the water. You know, from outside of her house. That's what she does a lot in this movie. She kind of stares into the water. She has a kind of a premonition. She has a, a theory, Nick, that this shark is a curse and it's come for Brody blood. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And guess what? She's fucking right. <laughs> the shark cannot wait to taste the Brodies. Can't can't um, wait to swim from New Jersey to the Bahamas. But And it does. <laughs> of course, in three days. But Lorraine Gary, never known for her acting chops, I would say. I found out her was not trained to, to work with pots and pans in her acting classes. Because there are some really bad pots and pans acting in this movie from her. Well, she opens a... She does one of those things, I guess, where she opens an oven, and then she's been keeping all her pots and pans in there. And she clatters them out, splashes them out of the oven to grab one, and then just abandons that one. And then the poor Lance Guest's wife was like, I hope you make dinner. And as she's doing this, she's like, I guess that's a no. You know, because she's just... But she's, she, you can't blame her. Like you said, she's in the throes of grief. She lost her son. She's rudderless, to use a nautical term. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. But she is she is sad, and she can't function. And Lance Guest is pretty, and she doesn't know what to do with that information. He's come back from the Bahamas, and he looks great. Yeah. You know? And he knows it. Like, he doesn't even really, he's kind of sad about his brother, but he's thrilled that he looks so hot. You know, he looks great. Looks fantastic. Yeah, he's like, I can't wait to share this with the town. Look at this shit. Joss can't even really hurt him. Right. And the girl, the, this young girl, sitting there, they're, they're sitting there having a quiet moment together. The the daughter? Yeah, and she goes, Uncle Sean is dead, you know. Will he ever come I, back? And uh, yeah. I got a strong answer for that, but also, what a weird thing to throw into a babe's mouth. It depends if, he might come back if Jaws has like the stomach flu. <laughs> Actually, he does, you know. 
Sharks don't typically eat the humans. They take bites and they let, discard it. And then later on we get to see in the morgue, she does get to look at the majority of his person. Yeah, he, he, there's a hunk of him left. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the better part of him. Mm-hmm. The majority of his body sure. still exists. Yeah, he got bitten through, get bitten out. I'd like to see um, a, a quick cut to that in the movie, just to let mm-hmm. it ring. One yeah. last look at Sean. But she, she does relent. She says, okay, I will join you on the way to the Bahamas, which I thought was uh, unfair of Lance guest Michael. She finally comes around, and they says, all right, let's get on the 430 ferry. Now, I don't know about you, but I need What'd time to get ready for a long trip. He makes her get on the, that 430 ferry. <laughs> Give her oh some God, fucking time to ass. pack her shit. Give her time. Yeah. He just wants to get home. He says, everybody knows I'm hot. Let's get back to the Bahamas. It's incredible they get on that ferry and... Uh... He they he gets he's first in line. They wave they wave the ticket fee for the whole family because he's so pretty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they cut and, they, they um, cut to the ferryman changing his pants. It's like God, I did not expect to spill so quick. So the <laughs> so the 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 one thing about the little girl that that was interesting that they that she has to say all this stuff is she details the flight. You hear a lot about the flight. She had a hamburger on the way, on the plane ride mm-hmm. over. Uh, somebody gave her two lollipops on the flight. They, and they normally only get one. Is that what she says? They, no, I'm just I'm sharing then, it with the audience. And then one of the ladies asked if she would like a funny bone sandwich and kind of tickles her. And then she laughs. She giggles. Right. And poor Sh- the ghost of Uncle Sean's like, let's pretend at least that it's not a hilarious situation. Now, they're, they're to be fair, they're trying to cheer up a little girl that doesn't understand. Right. Plus, you know, this, she... This, she could give a fuck about Sean. She didn't know Sean. She's out there in the Bahamas hanging out. Sean's working the you know, t- working the beat. You're not talking about Lorraine Gary. You're talking about the little kid. Right. Well, they didn't give Lorraine okay. Gary two lollipops on the plane. <laughs> then they get to their next flight. More like Michael Plane, right? <laughs> He's introduced flying a plane and pulling that little girl on his lap. And then he starts to dangerous fly. Right. He, he doesn't. And he starts yeah. to... As they're approaching, he's like, hey, do you guys like it if you're terrified as we come in? And he starts to zoop and z- z- swoop the plane up and down. Yeah. Everybody's having a great time. He's he's like, if he, he, he puts the girl on his lap and says, here's how you make the houses bigger, here's how you make the houses smaller, and here's yeah. how you get to see Uncle Sean. <laughs> and Michael, Plain, uh, <laughs> Michael Caine... Definitely looks like a man that's flown before. You Fuck know what I'm yes. He looks like he knows what he's doing on that pilot seat. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone later, uh, the little girl says, are you the guy that drives the plane? And L- Lorraine uh, Gary corrects the little girl, and Michael Caine recorrects. He's like, no, it is like driving. Yeah. A direct verbatim quote from JFK Jr. And what is, what is Michael to... Caine's name? That's, I mean, let's get right to it. It's Hoagie. Amazing. This is what's disturbing. This is, I don't know if the reason that Lance Guest takes his mommy to the Bahamas is he's, wor- he's worried about her because she says, Mommy Bahamas? It came for him. And he's like, The shark? And she's like, Yeah. It's like, Sharks don't murder people. That's what he says. They zoom, remember, he tries to zoom in, but he's wrong. Well, he's right. He's wrong. So he, the shark murders He's somebody. right in reality. He's wrong in the movie. Exactly. In this world, the world that we're talking about, he's dead wrong. Although there's no proof that that's the same shark. <laughs> what same shark? <laughs> that was in, no, <laughs> not from the other movies. There's no proof that that's the same shark from the beginning of the movie. It could very well be just another lookalike. It's not so like that, it, maybe that's your, 
that's your theory is that they have like a kind of a telegraph system and they're just out for the Brodies and they he just he just signaled to somebody closer to the Bahamas that hey they're coming down there now so it's, you, you pick it up you know how you have you'll have a friend who comes to your house right yeah and all of a sudden your pet who is nice to everybody has a problem with that one person it happens all the time yes. usually they gravitate mm-hmm. towards you know the people who are the most afraid or the most standoffish or whatever. Maybe that it. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe the the Brodies just have it funk to them, because sharks could right. smell what uh, a drip of blood in a million gallons of water or some shit like that. Maybe they. Could, maybe Brody got yeah. some weird DNA up in. Well, you know what's interesting is at the beginning of the film, Sean is is cutting those vegetables and he cuts himself. Yep. And he says the blood makes. He says uh, makes it. It adds flavor to the shark. And Jaws, the shark, the shark agrees. Yes. Agrees. He wanted to taste it for himself. Right. Uh, anyway, sharks don't commit murder, Nick, in, in real life. That's what your point was. They're sweeties. They do. We didn't talk about the funeral. Now, this is something that we, on the show, there's we, we kind of like to focus sometimes on funeral scenes. Actually, for there was a run of, on our show for a while, a run of movies that, that ended in graveyards. Right. And Lorraine Gray. Gary. She's laughing during the funeral. Remember, she's kind of laughing to herself because she's remembering a scene from the first film, the, maybe the worst scene in the first film. Where the little kid, I guess Sean, is doing some you know funny stuff with his dad at the table with his hand like right. you know, like uh, the steeple the, you know whatever they're doing mm-hmm. the least memorable scene they got that one in this movie they didn't just they didn't cut they didn't just get that scene in the movie what? they mimic it later on in this movie they do mimic it and they also it's like sepia toned right so you know it's a flashback they have a couple shots of brody chief brody in here well of course you want to do anything you can to make people remember that classic so i recently reread the original jaws book okay and she has an affair with matt hooper in that book she does glad they cut that out that might have changed the movie a little bit <laughs> so why does she jump on him like what's are they having problems in the marriage yeah plus he's got a, he's he, got a, he's it, young it, he's young and frisky in the in the he's really attractive in the book who, oh, Matt Hooper. Yeah, Matt Hooper. Doesn't look like Hopper. Richard Dick Hooper. Dreyfus. Is 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 you know Chief Brody or whatever? Is he having an affair on her? No. Are they are they both straying? No. Oh my God! What happens? Do they stay together? Yes. She throws a bone into Matt Hooper. Just one and done. Feast out. He gets killed in the book. So <laughs> he does get killed. Yeah, he gets cleaned out. But does he get bitten half? He leaves. He leaves the world underwater. But um, so <laughs> he doesn't hide like in the movie. He hides. Yeah. He hides in the water, and Jaws doesn't he? Yeah. Well, we'll get. We'll, we we he, got. We get to talk about. He thinks quick and hides. We get to talk about Jaws in a co- in a few weeks. So just wanted yeah. to kind of get back to it. But yet we get we get to see Michael Brody at work, right? Right. Yeah, but we, let's just let's back up before we see. Him You're right because you don't understand. Yeah. Okay. No, no, it's going to take a long time to get through this. Okay. <laughs> First of all. On the plane ride over, Lorraine Garrett, she's wearing widow wear, by the way, huge dark sunglasses, looking insane. And they, as they're landing, they're going, they're kind of close to parasailers. Very close. As a matter of fact, the camera angle is not accurate. It isn't? It's not plain accurate. Well, anyway, th- but as they're coming in, it looks like they're going by balloons. I believe they're, those are parasailers. And then they, then they show a close-up of one. Right. Have you ever parasailed? I have. And? I love it. I heard it's dangerous. Yeah, I think it is dangerous because you can get. I think you can. They can lose you, and you could just sail away into a into a skyscraper. Or something. Well, you're yeah, usually like sailing away above the sea, 
I think the only threat is yeah, falling but... hundreds of feet to your death. No, you 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 can be close to the shore, obviously, and you can sail right into the city. <laughs> That's the I've never heard of somebody sailing into the city before. It's it's happened. I think. maybe in Grand Theft, but I don't think in. Um, I, I hope it's happened. No, I hope for I real. hope it's happened. I like the idea. You, like you land right near a hot dog cart and buy one and eat it. That's the flourish. <laughs> that's the that's the amazing ending. Yeah. You know, what I've always wanted to do is a little hang gliding. Have you ever done that? No, and I don't. I don't like it. Why? It's just it's freakish. What about those people that have those? Do you ever see those things that they have? I, I, I just have never wanted to jump off of a, a cliff with a broken tent around me. <laughs> what are, what are those things that have, like you can? I don't know what they're called, but they have big fans in the back, and you can just kind of take off. It's about a wingsuit. Or no, oh, you, it's not a wingsuit. It's oh, like I know a, what you're talking about. Yeah, those wingsuits fucked me up because those look like. You have to be a professional at it the first time you do it or you die. How do you get good at that? How do you get good at it? Because it's so risky. You fall from you fall from forever height and you're in, in a wingsuit. And you're barely yeah. dodging sharps the entire time. Would you you wouldn't hang glide, huh? I would skydive, but I would never hang glide. I, I, I couldn't skydive, I don't think. But I have parasailed. I want So I, I feel sort of what, like a daredevil. When? On a vacation. Is it, and it's hard to look cool parasailing. It's impossible right? like it's, to care because yeah. you're in heaven. Like, I would, like, get up there and, like, maybe hold, like, a vape pen. You know, try to look cool. I don't care about cool. You don't care about cool when you're slinging around up there. Have, like, sunglasses hanging, you know, like, put them in my teeth. I would. You know, one of those things. Like, I would, cool I would have never thought of coolness being a factor. The fact that... You got to look cool when you parasail. You got you to gotta think about it. That's what. That's the problem. You never thought about it. You probably look like a dumbass dick up there. It doesn't matter because you're one. You're one with the sky at that point. The people on Earth are nothing to you. Because once you go to a certain <laughs> what are you height, still, what are you still? What are you still parasailing right now? People on Earth, nothing to you. No, the, as always. The, the thing is, when you get to that height, there's no sound. So everything below you is numb there's nothing you're just it's a very unique feeling I've, i found it to be very awesome rem- i would like to do it here's the thing i wanted i did look to, cool though because i had my i had my i had a tight ass bathing suit on squeezing my <laughs> my bejesus just a speedo huh anyway lance guest tries to razz our pilot michael kane and says hey i heard you lost it all at the crap table he calls it the crap table nick <laughs> now i turned on the subtitles because i couldn't believe it I was like, at least the subtitles has to have this as craps table. It says crap table on the subtitles. He says crap. Is that, tr- is that, is it, am I wrong? It's craps. You don't say crap table. You don't say crap table, but you also don't rewind Jaws the Revenge where there's a public record of that rewind. Like you, somebody knows that you chose to watch something more than once in this movie. Then they also know that I didn't know how to turn on the subtitles and it took me about eight minutes to figure it out. <laughs> but I, when I got it, it's like ambrosia. Yeah. It says crap table. Uh, check me on this. He said he'd lost it all on the crap table. It changes the meaning to something different <laughs> yeah, than gambling. Right. Then they get into a limo, Nick, and the limo driver does an insane thing <laughs> where he holds up a walkie-talkie yep. and sings to them Chris- a Christmas carol. In the most beaded-ass limo I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. it's. I think it's an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme Brome. It ain't good. And so then, yeah, I know you want to move on, but I can't move on. He takes Lorraine 
great. Gary. You know, um, Michael, his mom, shows her around the place. Doesn't show her the inside of the house, I don't think. Takes her straight to the work shed where his wife is a welder. Mm -hmm. And shows his mom her latest piece called Tourist on the Loose. It's like a metal nightmare. Mm -hmm. This is before he lets her come in the house and drop her bags off. Mm -hmm. He shows her hack art. He's like, uh, Mom, I'm sure you want to see this. This is what my main squeeze is doing during the day. Right. She's shitting on the art world. She's pulling a flash dance, right? She sucks. <laughs> She's terrible at art. Oh. I'm going to zoom in. And Lorraine Gray Gary. He looks at the art and has like a horrible flashback. It's like it looks kind of like a shark's mouth. And so she freaks out. You're going to have to draw the line somewhere and either say Gray or Gary. What did I say? They keep it's, saying Gray. It's 50-50. I'm so sorry. It's like, I, Ring. You have to call him Lance Visitor uh, as well. Just to, At least I got him yeah. right. Lorraine Gary Shandling. That's how I Indiana. Right. I knew that. I know that's her name, too. I don't know why I twist this stuff. It's just because I'm old, no. I guess. You know, she's not worth your time is what it is. But So finally, we get to see these guys in their element. We get to meet Mario Van Peebles as Jake. And they're on their little weird boat. Do you remember the name of that boat? It's called Neptune's Folly. No, this is a different boat. Oh, what, what's the, oh this is different than Neptune's yeah, Folly. What is like this is like a one? flat boat that they use called the Graymar Number 2. So The Gary Mar. <laughs> and they are tagging conks, baby. Well, so, and they make a joke that, like, uh, he, you know, Lance is underwater doing the work, right? And he's he's clearly communicating. He's got, like, the best, you know, uh, communication system within his mask. It's super clear. Yeah. And he's talking about there's, there's the, they've been, there's eggs in one of them. Yep. I hit the jackpot. And, um, yep. and Mario Van Peebles is like, we should start passing out cigars. And then Lance guessed. Looks like he puts a cigar on the shell. Like he, it's like a device, but it's, it's cigar huge. Shape. The conch is it's twice the conch's weight. And I was like, you see, we don't. I did the filmmakers not notice that it does look like he's handing a cigar. <laughs> None of the conchs we tag ever move. I wonder if it's because the thing we put on them weighs three times as much as their body. Now I love conchs. Tag you, you've eaten conch before, right? I haven't. So good. Conch fritters you've never had? No, tagging conchs out in the Bahamas, man. That is the life, you know. That's what that's uh, Sun-kissed, beach wear, Lance Guest, beautiful in the sunlight. We get to see him know? throw on a body glove suit. And I'm like, are you auditioning for Living Color? What? Are you Corey Glover? And they get back home. And uh, it's yeah. a there's a really nice little celebration with... Uh, with Lynn and uh, Mario Van, and with yeah, they're having Loren a Christmas. Right. They're having like they're having Christmas. And there's a there's a part where Lynn kind of alludes to their sex life, which you mentioned earlier. Doesn't doesn't alludes is the wrong word. Uh huh. All right. She says they're gonna be effing. And then the, the 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 mom of the daughter in front of the daughter doubles down on it. Like I hope so. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it was a little out of character when the um, little girl goes. Mommy, are you going to get your G-spot hit? And where is it? Well, she does say something inappropriate during Christmas. She asks if the mom ever spanked Sean yeah. when he was little. And um, and then Lorraine uh, Gary, mm -hmm. her face falls, and she walks outside, as she always does, mm -hmm. and broods. Because she did spank him. 
You know she's... Like, I wish I could spank him yeah. now. Pretty hot. And then, okay, so here's where the movie starts to kick into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Lorraine Gary and uh, and the cute little are playing on the beach, making a sandcastle. Making a gigantic sandcastle. Impressive. Gigantic sink. And uh, there's a, sort of a daydream element, I think, with the shark that happens. Well, she like well she has a nightmare where she gets eaten by the shark. Yeah, and there then is that. Lure, and then she wakes up, and then the little kid's in the room, and she tries to get back to sleep real quick because she, she'd rather be eaten by a shark than be rooming with a seven-year-old, <laughs> you know. But, put grandma in that room, you know. But I love... No privacy. I love the homage in this scene where they're at the beach because off in the distance, a little paddle boat, a little boat coming in with Michael Caine on board. And reminds yeah. me of that scene in Lawrence of Arabia at the beginning, you know, where, where you oh, yeah. see that in the distance, the speck of something, and and as things become more clear, you realize there's a man coming towards us. It had it was a I mean, direct an tribute. absolute tribute to Lawrence of Arabia. Not the first time this has been said. And then there, you know, and, and what everything's heating up. Shark is local. It's it's starting to make its presence known. Uh, Lance Guest goes on down, and I mm-hmm. noticed that the conch were placed in a very obvious fake position. There's this scene oh, where they're okay. swimming down there, and there's a row of conchs, and they're, it's just too neat. No way conchs move like that. So I felt like the, it is, the conch placement suffered in this film to some extent. I, 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 I yeah, ding I, it for that. It's a huge zoom. Uh, but, but Lance gets to, he gets to discover that there is indeed a shark in the vicinity in that scene. which I, It takes a bite out of the boat. It does. And I think it does something pretty interesting. Let's hear it. As it sinks away, I mean, it didn't didn't get a bite of any human. It sinks down. It is, there's bloody water around it. Doesn't make sense. And I was like, does it have gingivitis? Like, what happened? The, the 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 wood that it bit like hurt it, its gums. Right. Did you notice? Of that? course. So maybe they used a shot when it killed, like for this, they, where it killed somebody, but they repurposed it or something. I think maybe the shark or the wood or the wood had blood. <laughs> Did they think the the boat would have blood? Or maybe the shark is is, is just a hemophiliac. Maybe it thinks the Brodies can help it, and it's trying to get cured, and it's just supremely misunderstood. It's amazing, Zoom. Anyway, as this is happening, Ellen Brody, that's what I'll call her from now on, because I can, I can remember that more than Gary and Gray. Ellen Brody, she's at an insane like uh, kind of celebration with Michael Caine, who's like ta- taking her on a date. And she kind of is like psychically linked to this moment like she knows there's trouble afoot and she has like a like she, she kind of stares at the universe <laughs> michael kane's like snap out of it this is a date baby but what are you doing but, but I, she's also having this weird deep conversation with him while dancing with him which i thought was strange as well it's it um, bizarre but they cut to the there's a bedroom scene where the wife takes her undies off and flings them at old beautiful lance <laughs> i'm sure that stuck out to you oh yeah and then there's a casino night. Skip through all this. Oh, by the I way. I do love watching Michael Caine order Bahama Mamas, though. Lance starts to be wary of this relationship brewing between Michael Caine and his mama. And he goes very Oedipus on this. Like Oedipal. Yeah. You notice that? Like, he kind of, like, gets really strange on it. Like, he doesn't like what's happening. And he keeps, like, at one point, the mom and Michael Caine are dancing and he cuts in. Right. You know, let the woman have some happiness, man. You brought her to the Bahamas to take her mind off all her pain and her, and like she's losing her mind. Let her dance with like a, you know, a very charming Englishman.
her cake, it's gonna do them in. If he proposes, better run while you can. Cause every wedding's ruined by a shark best man. Cut out the whole subplot where he's a drug runner, but I agree. Right. Well, that's what Lance is worried about, right? He's but worried I, that he's But I also doing think we ha- we can't discount how bouncy her hair is. Her hair is done okay. to death. Like she has some. All the money went to the hair. Her hair is yeah. perfect. So maybe I, maybe there is a little bit of uh, want in Michael. What do you think? What do you think about their relationship between these two? Were you surprised that like that was so f- featured in this movie? What, Kane, Kane, and um, Alan Brody. I'm not surprised at all. I didn't Sar- remember. Sar- like, I think Joseph he- Sargent knew where his bread was buttered. They're, like I said, this movie is fairly horny in a weird way, and I wonder if that Sergeant one note to the actors is like horn it up. I wish it was more horny. To be honest, I don't think it's that horny. I think it's pretty horny. I kind of like that. Then remember, like the there's there's some sex in the in the work shed. There's 
you know, the, the, between Lance and his wife, there's other, there's, there's, yeah, the shark's horny for the Brody's blood. Con, one of the conch is pregnant. That's like I said, man. <laughs> Maybe, is this, you think this is the horniest Jaws movie? Well, we'll know in a month. <laughs> but Mario Van Peebles sporting a Jamaican accent is sort of the, uh, the uh, emotional epicenter of this thing. He brings a lot of energy to it. And at one point, very likeable, when yeah. they are dealing with shark involvement, he is humming the Jaws theme. He is. They, it's like because kind of, he's imitating the heartbeat of the shark, right? And it's and the heartbeat of the shark does sound like the Jaws theme, I right. guess. Yeah. Also, a very handsome man. Of course. Have we? And they're friends. Have we done a band peeb yet? Have we done? I don't we haven't think done so. Posse or New Jack City yet. I don't think. I don't think we have. I think we've done a. We certainly done a Michael Caine, The Swarm. Right. And well, so welcome to the welcome to the movie microscope, Mario Van Peebles. You'll be back soon. Yeah, I don't think we have. Yeah. But they decide he's still out there. He's still out there swinging yeah, it, right? Directing and acting. So there's a, there's a legitimate little friendship there. And I, I have to be honest, this movie is not as bad as I thought I remembered it being. It's not good, but it, it's competent in in a lot of ways, which surprised me. There, how? It's just a film. They try to. You could see where they're trying to emulate. Some of the perkiness of the original Jaws, some of the scenes, right? Other I mean, than the concept, which is it's, ridiculous, yeah, and it's. I think it's clumsy, but it looks pretty. I watched it on Peacock. I watched it on HD video, but it looks good. It, it looks good. The shark's cute. I think the shark's kind of a cutie. <laughs> this is, he has some cute moves in this. Does. We get. To, do you know what I'm yeah, saying? We do. Yeah. There's and some. There, and then he roar. Then he roars at the end, and it is kind of cute. Yeah. Like it's like. No, the, the the where the shark is by far the cutest though. There's yeah. a scene where Lance Guest gets knocked out of his mini, his submersible. His hey, tiny yeah, his tiny sub, right? What do they call it? Is this a submersible? That's what I'm calling it. I think that's what it is. And and yeah. uh, the shark follows him into a shipwreck. Pretty and great. And Jaws enters the chat, which is hilarious. <laughs> there's a scene where because I thought okay, he's like there's like four shots of Lance Guest struggling towards. This wreckage. There's a scene with the Mori eel too, which is adorable. There's like they keep repeating the same shot of him swimming left to or right to left. But he finally goes into this shipwreck. I'm like, okay, he's safe. But no, Jaws shrinks and fits inside the sh- shipwreck, which is amazing. He goes in there, yeah. And and Lance Guest is like he's climbing all around the ship. He goes up to like an upper floor, like he's trying to you know create a situation where he can maze his way through the shipwreck and get away from like confuse the shark. Guess who's not confused? The shark. No, it smells of that Brody blood. And it, at one point, Jack Nicholson's through a wall. Like, you know, like he, yeah. like. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it also consults its map. On, on, it's, it's like, I think you see it this way. It hits pause and looks at its map and then goes after. And, and it's an animal not confused, like not confused by a, a barrier. Right. At all. Like it just, yeah, Lanskis is able to get away because he does a, like he turns his little scuba gear into like a propulsion pr- propulsion method and like shoots air up to the surface then gets on the boat real quick before Jaws. I guess he was too shallow to get the bends in that in that situation. Yeah, he wasn't too far down there, right? He got the bends in the in the work shed anyway, so <laughs> that's the Neptune's oh, and folly, they... by the way. That's the ship. That's the one of the, the hero ship, the Neptune's folly. That's the hero ship, yeah. So they get they chum the ocean. They want to get a transmitter on this baby. I want to get uh, Mario Van Peebles makes a transmitter. He's, he's all about. It. He's like, you know, fuck a conch. Let's right. let's investigate sharks. This is a, this is a shark in the Bahamas. That's rare. Let's we don't know about great whites are mysteries to the human beings. Let's let's. And he 
and he sh- they manages a jab a transmitter into Jaws. Like it looks like a body piercing, mm-hmm. you know. And then of course Jaws is smart. And the transmitter, though it works, he's able to get his laptop out and block the signal. Michael is you know? blown away by this act. He he said to Jake. I did not know you could jab a transmitter on something that wasn't two times its body size. <laughs> they do like to stick stuff they do. on the stuff that they're researching. I guess is, is that something that you just yeah, do? You tag them. I guess when you, I thought when you tag stuff, it was just a kind of a sweet thing. But man, they're you're yeah. right. They're weighing them down with these ta- yeah. these gigantic transmitters right. and stuff. What do you think of the chumming the ocean scene? Do you think they overdo it? Never enough. It's like Moses up in this. <laughs> I was like, I think, guys, there's so much chum in there, you know? And Jaws goes for it, to his credit. He can't resist it. He's he's a man on a mission, a shark on a mission, but he's still, like, he he can't fight against instinct. He's like, oh, chum's in there? Bloody water? Let me chew on this for a while. Let me get that sweetness. And I love the fact that they call destroyed body parts chum. Because when I think of chum, I think of a very amiable person I enjoy being around. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call it, Chumming. It's a great song by the Archers of Loaf called Chumming the Ocean. You guys should go listen to that. Especially you, Nick. You would love it. Yeah, no, you would huge like fan it. But, of Loaf. But anyway, did you think it was inappropriate that they used Sean? They chummed up Sean, <laughs> and that's why they, that's why Jaws came running. He was thrilled. That's great. Anyway, Michael Caine makes his play, man. He can't wait to put his stamp on uh, Ellen Brody, right. and he says... He said he he sweet talks. He says blushing suits you. Mind if I give you a smoocheroonie? Yeah, and they do. He plants a very believable kiss on her. She looks very satisfied. Right. The lips almost look like they're touching. In a way that the actors like it, yeah. they almost do. Right. She was like, "I came out of retirement for this shit." These lips touch bee poop. I don't want to kiss this man. I did, I'm sure she was thinking more of. This is legend Michael Caine. What could go wrong in this movie? If he said yes, we're golden. Right. Yeah. By the way, Hank Searles wrote the uh, novelization for this as well. Oh, wow. Nice. Did not read it, though. I don't think. So let's talk about that mimicking scene that you had mentioned before with the little girls mimicking Lance Gass. Yeah, so so they're, they're sitting at the table, and there's these adult-sized roaches that appear... Oh, it's a different scene. Different scene. Uh, anyway, so he's he's thinking, he, and he has his hands behind his back or his, his head, and the little girl's doing that at the dinner table. He doesn't know this, but then he catches on, and he starts doing stuff so she can imitate. And, he, and, he, and he, his finish is he rubs his beard on the tablecloth, <laughs> which is gross. Well, and something she you cannot know? do. I know. like It's like he wins. Yeah. It's like a game of horse or something, and then she can't, yeah. she can't, yeah. you know. It is like a game of horse. Yeah, he, it's a good zoom. Anyway, right, the film kind of barrels him. forward. I love how quickly it gets to the uh, the climax. We didn't talk. We have to talk about the shark attack before we get to the climax, though. There is a there is a beach scene in this where everybody's having fun it's, in the water. It's during her art reveal of her of her sculpture. Yeah, she. They were, you know, they're waxing poetic on her piece of shit art and saying how amazing she is. Right. Crowd is uh, in disbelief. <laughs> they keep waiting for the real thing to come out. What is this right. hunk of crap? Yeah, that this guy's talking about. She painted it red, by the yeah. way. I mean, it's just terrible. And um, she's about to give a speech. Her daughter's out on a banana boat. 
And then old Ellen Brody senses her shark sense goes off. And she's like, what the? There's a shark in the water. And it's going for the banana boat. Right. Um, it misses the little girl and instead eats the woman next to her. Yeah. She has a... And chews her legs. It's a rough death, which I appreciate. She goes halfway in. And that drags her asunder, and it's great. You see more. You see more shark mayhem in this than some of the previous films, which I appreciate. Yeah, but that's like let's say this is the second death, and that's that's it, right? I don't think Jaws gets another Vic that we know of. It's a, it's a two and out. They cut out a, a smorgasbord of stuff from this movie. Did yeah, they, really? they cut out many things. So there's on there there is a dozen scenes that were cut out. So I'm sure there's some more mayhem in there, but who cares? Got to keep this machine lean and mean. Jaws, Jaws ruined the art show, by the way. Did it? The mom began. The mom began screaming. Did it? Did it? Did um, it save the art show? <laughs> the mom begins screaming not because her daughter is in jeopardy, but she can't finish her speech. Her. By the way, <laughs> she can't take that victory lap. They were all helplessly just screaming from the beach, rather yeah, than. I would do the same. Yeah, I would not. I would go out there and kick it. But the shark shows bad aim and takes the wrong person to death. Girl survives, and then what does Ellen Brody do? What does she do? What's her response? She steals here? a boat and says, "Fuck and? this! I'm taking it out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna face this myself. I'm gonna pursue the shark. What's her plan here? She has she none. has no plan. She goes out in the water to get stranded. See, I thought she was maybe gonna give herself to it in hopes that that would end the chain. That's... Me too. I wish she would have done it. She doesn't, and um, instead she gets stranded in the water, and then the shark starts to attack her, and she goes, "What am I doing out here?" Right. Why am I here? This is dumb. Don't worry. Yeah, because Lance Guest is on a tiny boat with Mario. They bump into Michael Caine who's on a tiny boat. And they mm. decide, let's ruin a plane. <laughs> Michael Caine goes, Let, get, let's get in my awesome plane and we'll fly over. And he goes, don't worry, guys. I can I can land on water. And he does. Which is actually a pretty good lands stunt. Next to, pretty good stunt. Mm-hmm. Where the plane lands on the water next to the boat. And he, uh, Lance Guest jumps into the water. Mario Van Peebles jumps in the water to go to the boat. Michael Caine is about to, (laughs) and then Jaws comes out (laughs) water, and he says, "Oh shit!" And he he dives back into the plane. And Jaws looks like he's trying to get in and fly that thing, (laughs) you know, but he can't fit in there. Instead, he sinks. He could. He just didn't have time to shrink down like he did in the other thing. But. Mario. V- anyway, on the way there, Michael Caine said they see L- Lorraine, uh, uh, Gary. They see an Ellen Brody in the water, and he says, "He says I'll radio in her position, like I do every night, brother." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My Michael, her son, says uh, about the shark. She said it was coming, and then Michael Caine says. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I just think this is incredible the shark has a plan, Nick. Mm-hmm. The shark has a plan. Yeah. The, the shark, though, it is. its plan does involve it being very visible way before the attack, always. It works, though. Okay. Sort of. Well, well I, I mean, no it does one, create shark mayhem. None of the leads die, so. It does eat, it eats the sun. The, you mean at the beginning? It creates a, it creates a, hor- a huge rift and wound within this family that they can never recover from. I mean, I th- job well done. This is bonus at this point. Yeah. I think the only this rift that's getting wedged in. 
So they decide that they're going to try to fuck the shark up because the boat sucks. And Mario Van Peebles is on the uh, front of the uh, boat there on the on the mast on the point of it. And he It's a good plan. He, he's out there and he gets he gets taken in and 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 Sorry. massacred. Yeah, he has a plan. He's going to create like this uh this weird system of flashlights that will hurt the shark with some kind of electrical pulses. And he goes, "I'll throw one in the shark." Oops, I forgot. I shouldn't probably fall into the shark's mouth. Right, but the as I but do the, this, but he this does. scene is the best because it, there, first of all, we see Mario Van Peebles' character get annihilated. <laughs> it's gets chewed apart. I think it's almost like his stomach comes out, and then Jaws takes a knife and fork and starts to <laughs> eat his entrails. But there's a slow motion shot of Lance Guest. He's either saying no or Jake. Or Nake. Because <laughs> it really sounds like he's going, Nake! <laughs> now, I didn't turn the subtitles on, but it, it's better without, because it really sounds like he's saying Nake. And I love the idea of, of if Mario Van Peebles' character does indeed die, that he's going under the water, and he's, the last thing he hears is, Nake! <laughs> <laughs> Say, I thought it was also I I missed one. Okay, whenever Michael Caine when he he sees them, and he they're talking about the boat, and Michael says, "My mother took it." He says that line, and Michael they just cut to Michael. His <laughs> face. <laughs> I know the feeling. Um. Yeah. So she. Yeah. So he's in the. This is the strangest part of this movie. Is he is. Dead as a doornail in that shark's mouth. The shark is basically death rolling him and does a victory lap underwater where he's just <laughs> chewing on this lifeless body. Like I said, I think they must have filmed him later awake in its powerful jaw, <laughs> bleeding to death. Right. And he slaps the snout. He recovers and then it. And the shark says, I guess, like you said, you saw him die in the theater. Right. And then the shark. And this was for a European late release, they save him. And the shark says, I'm going to go find the man in the boat. And then it whip pants to Michael Caine. <laughs> who also has curly, cute hair in this. And then, yeah. let's face it, they stab, explode Jaws. <laughs> Makes zero sense. So the, the, the electrical impulse thing, so they throw the flashlight. You got Lance Guest who's hitting and turning on this other flashlight. And Jaws keeps... Jumping out of the water and roaring in pain, like he's something. He's having some kind of. He's getting electrified or something. It looks cute. Re, he looks. They cute reuse as footage from the original Jaws, but I, I am, I'm pretty positive in the in the theatrical version they just impale the shark and it dies. That's what they said. Okay. So then, so Lorraine, as this is happening, she's in the mix. She directs this sharp, broken off thing at the, at the top of the boat, and, and Jaws impales himself on it. And in the like the movie you saw, it bleed it just bleeds out. Right. That's not good enough for a bloodthirsty audience. So instead, they decide not only does it get stabbed, it immediately explodes in five different from angles. Why? Right. And then there's a half a shark, ble- you know, with a, a ton of blood just sinking to the bottom of the ocean, which is reused from bottom, Jaws you know, One, if I'm not mistaken. Bottom, right. That seemed familiar. Yeah. Instead of ending with them kind of just sailing home, there's a little coda 
where she's getting back on the plane with Michael Caine to go somewhere hot. You know what they're yeah, going to do. Yeah. You know what they're going to do. Yeah. It's polite of him to wait till they get back to shore before he... Yeah. You know. I think it... Anyway, so the best is that Lance goes and rescues his friend, Mario Van Peebs, who has got... Must have zero blood left. And he's cracking wise in the water. Right. He must be in a tremendous amount of pain. I imagine shark bites, like when it bites your midsection, like and and just with all that power and force, it it probably doesn't leave you in a good mood. Yeah, but you'd be in shock at least. They didn't care enough to really worry about that, though, which I love. You do and like then, that they, and then Michael that they rescue. Yeah, and then Michael searches, and then Sean surfaces right next to him. He's like, guys, you got a spare arm because I'm fine, you know. Yeah, that was a it was a shocking thing when he would then that when they killed him in the movie they didn't reshoot that part of it where he gets killed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if he survives, it'd be like watching Live and Die in L.A. and and, and Peterson's you know <laughs> he's has got a, like a big head wrap around. Actually, his... did they not have an, They did have an alternate ending where he does live. That's right. That he gets shot somewhere else. He doesn't get shot in the I face. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he does. He gets a shotgun to the he face. Does. So he must get. A, I think he had a shotgun to like the shoulder or something in the other version. But yeah, I I I don't hate this movie. It's 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 dumb as shit, but it's better made than I remember. I thought it was insanely poorly written, insanely poorly acted, insanely poorly made. It's not. It's just dumb. It's dumb, but it's comforting in a way because you know you know it makes you think of the first one, which is a a, a wonderful film. You know, you just get you get this legacy sequel sort of, right? You get all the characters that you you don't love come back, except the one character you want to come back, Roy Scheider. He doesn't. By the way, she pins his death from a heart attack on Jaws as well, which may be what irks the shark to come after them. Yeah, she said he died of he's scared to death of sharks, and he died of a heart attack because of it. This film is a treatise on bullying as well, and but. <laughs> It, 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 yeah, it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have done a Jaws movie where the shark is the hero, or not the hero, but the victim in a way. Because right now there's this big, there's this movement going online because of shark hunting and fishing that's going on, and right. I, all this, all the uh, underwater feeds that I subscribe to are showing these graphic images of sharks being destroyed. Has the shark has the shark never been a hero? It's always the villain in the in these movies Does, for sure. But in any movie, any shark movie. I don't know. Shark, shark yeah, good question. I, shark Night was a, was a sharks. A shark Night. No. I know there were bad people. Open Water. No. They, deep Deep Blue Sea. No. Meg. No. They should make Nice Shark. I think they should make. I mean, there's no way that sharks are worse than people. Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw, the cartoon shark. Cartoons Remember, don't count. Band. Cartoons aren't even real. Zoom in. Um, speaking of, look, guys. Classic out of the way. Movie's over, but the beginning has just begun. Do the work, you know that that buzzing sound at the bottom of the sea. That ain't no fucking open up pipe. It's a tattoo gun going, <laughs> buzzing and muzzing and fluzzing out. And uh, it's time for you to ink your body up. What would you get from Jaws of Revenge on your person? I have to get this one on the arm, I think, okay. as a tribute. On the bicep, on the very defined, defined bicep. My, you know, my man. I'm just pumping out lately. So picture this: raincoat, one arm bleeding out. Sean, mm-hmm. grimacing in agony behind a drum kit. <laughs> Bass drum says Def Leppard. Oh my God, perfect! It's the one-armed drummer from Def Leppard, Rick Allen. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a little tribute. That is pretty great. What do you think? That's fantastic. <laughs> Did not get to eat his fettuccine. Pretty great. 
Is that what he? Is that why, when he got in the no, car? No, she right? threatened to make fettuccine when she dropped the pots and pans. <laughs> but so I got a similar tattoo. I have a very uh, pretty shot of that shark, sort of curled up, you know, like curled up with its almost like it's sitting in a really mm-hmm. elegant posture, and it has Lorraine Gary's hairstyle. <laughs> shark yeah, does, and it looks badass. That little yeah. bouncy ass mushroom cap, mm-hmm. looking sweet. Blonde curls, just catching the light. Shark looking all come hither. Right, you know it's cloaca exposed, gills out. That's a hot, hot, it's hot mess of a shark. You know, just, it's a fancy yeah. shark, but but also yeah. kind of erotic. Yeah, done in like a Betty Page kind of style. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a pinup shark? Yeah. looking sexed out, yeah, Ooh. looking ready to go. Excuse yeah. me, Nick. Nice. Yeah, yeah sure, a, I can see this. Get ready to leave a clutch of eggs out there, hardcore. Uh, Where are you going to put this? Where is this going? Uh, it's going to be on uh, up and down my back in the middle, looking sweet. Is it a full back tap? Yeah, but thin. You know, plenty of room on the sides, but thin, but th- at the tip of the tail, at the old crack, the top of the head, neckish. You know, just thin-ass, sex-ass shark. So it would disappear and it would go up to, under your hair, and if you you'd only be able to see it if you shaved your no, head. No, no, you see that it's it, it just tip to tip. You know, you catch it, you okay. catch it. You I get the you. vibe. Look, movie's over, credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. A little extra scene. What you got? Yeah. What do you got? I mean, the obvious. Anything? They're going back. They go back to the uh, the pier. Yes. They they've attached the boat to the they've moored the boat basically. They look up on the dock up above them, and the, the top half of the shark is up there. It's bleeding into the sea. The bottom half is ruined, but the top is fine. Mm-hmm. And, and it basically says, I have the high ground. Uh-oh. Yeah. Stalemate. Checkmate. Damn. Shipmate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the shark is, and we don't know what happens, but pretty definitive. Well, I think we get a feeling that the, it, 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 its revenge is complete, right? right. Plus Kane. Right. Little bonus, little bonus feed. King takes queen, you know what I mean? All right, my extra scene is they're back in the same place in the, the dock of the ship. They're sitting and they're handcuffs. All three of them, all four of them, even a bleeding out Peebles. And they're they're tending to his wounds, but they got questions. It's the water police, Nick. It's the, the water detectives, uh-huh. and they got their notepads out and they're they're staring hard at Ellen Brody. They said, "Explain it to us again. Stabbed it, then blew up. Explain it." You know, we'd like to hear this again. And you're so it got impaled and immediately blew up. Right. Yeah. And so they, that's what they're trying to. They're trying to get to the bottom of this. And they think that maybe what happened out there was a shark was murdered. Then the little girl comes to the prison and says, "Grandma, did you tell them about the massive amount of drugs you did before you left and <laughs> having hallucinations about?" Long dead brothers and sons. And by the way, this is, you didn't let me finish. Oh. So then the camera is like, you know how camera, like as this scene's taking place and you're kind of confused, the camera's kind of backing away from the scene and the people are getting smaller, mm-hmm. you know. But you see right before the credits come back in, both those cops, those water detectives have shark's fins sticking out of their, <laughs> sticking out of their, the back of their uniforms neck. Oh my gosh. Brody's a fucked. And the cop says, you're going to be in the slam with only one meal to eat. And the camera pans over to Kane. He's like, been there. 
Look, you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to Jaws the Revenge. How are you going to spend that hard-earned escrow? All right, Lance Guest, this is the sequel, okay? Lance Guest starts the movie, start, This is he's in a hotel room in prison. He, he's in a room. He doesn't know why. He's imprisoned in a hotel room. Okay. He can't escape, and they slide food at, under the door at him, and he's just pacing, and he, the same TV show's on. He starts boxing the wall, mm-hmm. cut to a outside of the hotel room. There's a person that has trapped him there. Not a person, Nick. Oh, God. It's a shark. He's trapped him there, looking at the closed-circuit TVs, monitoring his every move. Uh-oh. He's got a beard. He's got hair. Shark, you know, he's got a long beard. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Shark Boy. It's hilarious. Old Shark. Something like that. Well, Maybe I can't wait Shark's to better. see the scene with his daughter. <laughs> I did think of it. That's why he's holding him for 10 years. He's going to get the... This is, he's, he's doing it right. Yeah. Anyway, what do you Where's think? Where's Lava Girls during all this? <laughs> anyway, I like the idea of um, a, the hall scene. Like a fight. Like the hall fight right. scene. With Lance Gass going through all those different sharks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Is you it know. underwater? Is the hotel underwater? Sure, okay. yeah. I think okay, so. Cool. What about Mine you? is a courtroom drama. The uh, The people that funded the conch experiments are furious. Courtroom Bahama or drama? <laughs> it's in the Bahama. They're in oh. shorts. But they have spent all this money in submersibles and tags and boats and equipment, all that. Mm-hmm. And they are disappointed with the results because they didn't finish the work, and then they burnt everything to a crisp in the sea. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're basically, there's no conch data. It's like one of the worst things that can happen. Sure. And then so the, um, they have to fight for their freedom. The movie is a, is a very intense, like a Rashomon, where you, they're kind of showing, you know, they're flashing back to the shark's perspective on things, the conch's perspective on things, Lance Guest's perspective on things. And there's also the side quest where they have to find another benefactor, basically, to help finance the remainder of their work so they can get off scot-free and whatever. And then uh, the movie kind of comes to a head, and the judge, they basically provide enough evidence to get them free, but the judge is like, wait a minute, wait a minute, guys. Have you been calling these mollusks snails this whole time? Calling them snails? They're mollusks. They're nothing like snails. And he sentences them to to life forever. Oh, my God. And so Lorraine Gary... Says, I'm going to pay a visit to the jailed citizen. And Kane says, you don't need to tell me twice. Never leaves the hotel room, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, conjugal visits. Right. But, I mean, he's not in jail. No, but I'm saying like that's what he calls it, is paying a visit to the jailed citizen. Sure, I know what yeah. he's saying. I'm just saying that can, he's trying to figure out a way he can still get conjugal visits without being in jail. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, that's a hot couple. Well, the sad thing is she, the wife is seeking pleasure in the, in the city. Oh, Lance Guest's no, wife? Yeah, but now she's getting a guest Lance. Jesus <laughs> um, Look, you have the financing to have your own business associated with Jaws Revenge. How are you going to spend? What's going on? What are you doing? That's a good question. I would just do, like, survival classes, I think. I would hold, like, you know, what to do if you're killed by a shark, how to survive it. You know, what happens? What do you do when a shark bites through you and you're dying? <laughs> and you there's no way to survive. How do you recover from right. that and live? Yeah. Yeah, so I would teach. That's a you, you have know, a what, weird what dummy happens, that you use. What what happens when you get bit to death, dragged under, and then what? And then we teach you what to do when you would miraculously survive, and what kind of quips we'd prepare you with all sorts of fun quips for your friends. Right? You know, you know, cool. Let's go get a quick bite to eat, something like <laughs> right. that. I don't know. We we I, I'll workshop right. it. 
But what do you think? What do you, is that okay? Yeah. My other business was terrible, so I'm just going to go with that one. I had my other one was just... They have so much Bahamas merch in this. Did you notice that? I didn't. All the characters are like uh, Marvin Van Peebles in particular has two hats that just say Bahamas on it. Two different hats. And they filmed it in Hawaii, which is way better than the Bahamas, which is very strange. They filmed it in more. So is that why they were maybe they were Dublin uh, nervous trying to make it feel yeah. like yeah. So they just put Bahamas like I mean people that live in the Bahamas that are working there they don't celebrate like I'm not walking around with like Roswell Georgia shirts <laughs> right. Bahamas is, of course, the cut above. I think they did film some of the Bahamas. But uh, I've got a million-dollar idea. It's an all-inclusive tour for visitors of the uh, Bahamas to locations from the film or or, or famous famous things that happened. Sure. You know, so, like, maybe this is where Lorraine Gary spun around once in the street. Let me drive for an hour or so. In the street, okay, in the street. And then we'll point. Mm -hmm. Lance Guest sat on this bench when he was waiting for a scene, you know, he was waiting for a scene to be finished. And we mm-hmm. scoot across town, and uh, I said, they took the mechanical shark right down this country road. And then we zip for another oh. couple hours, and then we go to this restaurant. We have our lunch. And I said, Michael Caine turned out an autograph right at that, right at that seat right there. He said no to a, a young boy who wanted his autograph. He said, I loved you in the Ipcris file, and the kid, he can go, he, go fuck yourself, right? Oh, my God. Million-dollar idea. Problem is it cost me $20 million to do it. You're you're proposing a Jaws of Revenge tour, right? I mean, to be fair, if I can you imagine if you saw like you were visiting the Bahamas and they're like, there's a you know Jaws the Revenge tour, famous scenes from the film, the locations you would you would definitely go one hundred percent, yeah, right? of course, yeah, like a million. Although, percent. can you imagine you have saved up all your life to go on vacation and they're like, well, they're filming Jaws the Revenge here, so you can't access this part of of paradise because. We got Charles Boleg over there. <laughs> There's an actor in this name, Charles Boleg. Yeah. How? Like, and he's in, and he's just in it. This is the only movie he's been I in. I can't imagine. Anyway, so he decided for his one screen performance to bless Jaws: The Revenge. Mm-hmm. Do you think he tried after this, like, to get more work? Which is weird because that's the name William L. Peterson uses when he checks into <laughs> hotels. <laughs> I didn't know it was allowed. Yeah. To have Bowleg as the last yeah, name. Singular, I, by the way. And I just, I mean, that's an incredible last name. I've never heard it. Right. Is it a stage name? Uh, I hope not, for his sake. Did he go for the best ever? Or maybe it's a local who lived on the island and was a famous shrimp boat captain or something, and he just, but even then, you got to be more creative. Yeah. Look, you're in the movie. You've mm-hmm. been added to the running time of Jaws Revenge, which shape does your performance take? That's a good question. I'm the real victim in this movie. Okay. <laughs> I was an investment trader for years and years, and I hoarded my money. I, I, I sold at the perfect time, took max value, mm-hmm. left my world behind me, and started a banana boat business. And I just got it off the mm-hmm. ground. It's rocking. And all of a sudden, I'm destitute because Lorraine Brody was too selfish to not know when to stay in goddamn Amity. The shark followed her all the way Yeah, there. I mean, oh, I yeah, get a lady just... eating off the back of my, my fucking the flagship raft because she mm-hmm. had to fucking drag her so- sorry ass to the Bahamas, knowing full and well that her job is to sit on the altar of sacrifice in Amity and take, it, take one for the team. And now here I am, broke as fuck, lawsuits out the ass, innocent as hell, and I got to 
bit up raft with you know that's an unusable raft from now on it's got like hair skin you know mm-hmm. piece of a piece of leg i'm the you know this the family doctor and i have to you know i i'm the i call ellen brody and say you know i've been hearing that you your theories that your husband died of a heart attack because of a shark and i just want to let you know that you're right 100 percent like that is what he died of, and I just wanted to. And, and you're right. If anybody's making fun of you or challenging you on it, mm-hmm. you know, tell them. Look, I'll sign a way. I'll sign a form. Uh, this this guy died of a shark. Right. You know, hundred uh, percent. But you know, I also have some more news for you. Your your son died of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> as long as you're willing to agree that the shark also sexually assaulted my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. That's great. <laughs> um, he choked his arms off. He came. Shark had nothing to do with this. It just sometimes happens that pieces fall off of you when you get into the yeah. get that serious about this. Yeah. You got to fucking take a piece of this movie into your routine. <laughs> Mine haven't been good. I'm also I'm already running out. Okay, incorporate it. Yeah, right? You got to have a mantra, a ritual, whatever you want to call. Take a little piece of Jaws of Revenge into your everyday life. Well, fuck a car. Uh, I'm done. Okay, David Cronenberg. I'm done with cars. Okay. Next time you catch me, I'm in a cute little submersible. On the road in that yellow sub. Oh, my God. I'm riding. I'm riding. uh, That's my ride. That's adorable. And I know that you need water. Yeah. But I think you could probably get a little tiny, some wagon wheels on that thing and put a little, you know, you know, a little engine instead of a propeller. I think it could work. I'm in that. That's adorable. That's what I... I mean, forget a car. Right. I like the submersible. I, I do, too. And then when you go to the sea, perfect. Yeah, just, I'll use my car then. <laughs> you already seen me incorporate this movie into my everyday life. Okay. Because whenever I go to a restaurant or whether I'm, eat, whenever I'm eating with somebody, I just mimic them until they get furious. I just... Whatever they do, I mimic 100%. <laughs> You've seen me do it. Did you notice, by the way, how cheap the budget of this film must have been? Tell. When they opened the fridge? Why? Lo and behold, front and center, what kind of ketchup have you seen in there? Hunts? Yep. Oh, no. You see Heinz? No, 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 my friend. Hunts, Maybe, front and center. It might be an center. analogy, though, for what's going on in the film, right? Oh, my God. Is it? Is it? Or, <laughs> the or little... let's take this another step further. Maybe because she, maybe she puts the cheap stuff out because there's a tomato thief in her midst. That's true. Yeah. Are you saying they put that in there because the shark is hunting them, or is it because he catches up with them? A little both. <laughs> both. That director's a genius. What is the name? Joey Sargent. And there's an Alvin Sargent yeah. out there too, if I'm not mistaken. Two sergeants out there. Wow, you think it's the same? And look, look, you're an island, man. You've been there all these many years, gathering debris from various films, and this time it takes time to take something from Jaws of Revenge. What are you bringing? I did notice something that's a very strange in, in uh, Ellen, Ellen's house. It was behind Lance Guest when he was his mom was having a worrying time in the kitchen, clattering pots and pans. Okay. And he's sitting at the table kind of watching this happen. Behind him on, like, a, a shelf or, like, a, like a table, you know, behind him, like, on a deck. Like, I don't know what it was, like a little shelf. There's like a box, like it looked like a cigar box almost, and it had like a in the corner, 
like a raised up face coming out of it. It's like an insane, it must have been maybe like a piece of art that his wife made and gave to the mom. It's amazing. You know, like it's her crap art. Yeah. Um, I'd, take, I'd take that that piece of art and I'd fling it into the sea. Because <laughs> that's, that's a Lance Guest, whatever her name was in the movie. Do you remember her actress is Karen Young, who I did like in this movie, but what's her... Know. What's her name? Cares. Kelly Brody or something? Anyway, I'd fling her art in the sea. It'll gather little Work. little crustaceans and, and, and become a real piece of art at some point. And the home to millions, you know? A couple isopods. I'd say, this sucks! <laughs> and I'd throw it out. And every once in a while, I'd go, just to, for fun, I'd go fish it back out so I can fling it in there again. Nice. You yeah. know? But mm-hmm. I like the idea of it becoming a, a haven, you know, a, a real purpose in the world, where it's down there and... It, it, an ecosystem thrive. You like the idea, but those those crustaceans, those fish have taste. They're going nowhere near that thing. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's true. You got nothing to do with it. It's embarrassing. Right. That's true. I'm going to stick with her, and I'm going to have her blowtorch. Yeah, she does have that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have that blowtorch, and I'm going to cook exclusively with it. Everything is blowtorch cooked at my on my island. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes I'll harvest the sun's rays to bake something slow burn, but I I will blowtorch everything. I'll use it to cook. I'll use it to weld. I'll also weld some stuff if I could find it. Start a fire as well, but I'll use it to blowtorch the food into warmth, and then I'll also use it to blowtorch a metal to become one with other metal, right? And then okay. I'll also use it to remove any identifying features. On, on, <laughs> on objects, you know, fingerprints, yeah. birthmarks. Yeah, I yeah, see. Just keep it, keep things clean, keep things, uh, uh, you know, ob- obviously not that missing person. You're a light a blowtorch. One hundred percent blowtorch. You've you've lit a, you've lit one. Yeah, home ec. in it's between incredible. pillows. Like how, it just looks so crazy. I never lit one. It looks crazy. Like you're holding like some like kind of like a castanets in front of it, and all of a sudden the light goes. Poof. Yeah. Well. I, comes out what do they call it an arc welder what do they call that other thing that's like well, i was thinking arc welding is that what she's doing i don't like i know she's welding is she arc welding i don't know what arc welding is yeah i don't know either noah did that for see the yeah he's a first originated yeah. that sh- yeah. and then belloc but i don't know what arc welding is i mean see whatever she's doing well, it's that terrible. shit that they do at the bottom of the sea which blows my mind that they're at the bottom of the sea burning things which is amazing I yeah. love that. That's arc welding. I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. So underwater welding. Well, no, I'm sure it's used above the water too. But I just like the idea of you're down underneath the sea, burning things around, which is just mind bending. It is insane. Yeah. Tech. Oh wait, a technique in which metals are welded using the heat generated by an electric arc. I don't know who did the art in Jaws Four. Is there an artist attached to this? This crap. Yeah, Tuesday Weld. I think she did. <laughs>